So, P, are you making progress? Do you feel like you're making progress on the area or aspect of your life that you're working on right now? Me, relationships. Remember, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, financial, relationships, and contribution. So that's seven key areas of our life. we got to at least pay a little attention to all of them or something will happen. They will explode in terms of getting our attention. Something will happen to cause them to get our attention. For example, I have not been paying attention to my eyes, and I actually put in eye drops so it's not all red today, but my eyes are acting up. They're acting up. I notice I'm getting headaches. So every once in a while, they become more inflamed, more challenging than normal, and I need to pay attention to them. Same is true in any one of these areas and aspects of our life. That's why I'm carrying around this key set with me now to remind me that I can't just pay attention to my physical well-being. I can't just pay attention to, and by the way, there's no such thing as can't. I can't believe I'm saying can't. Uh, it serves me best to pay at least a little bit of attention to each of these areas and aspects of my life. So today we're talking about the progress of my relationships, and I'm working on a specific area of my relationship. One of the exercises I like to do when I'm thinking about progress, progress is all about, am I moving in the direction I want to move with respect to this area of my life? Is the, my relationship, is my uh, picking a really tight knit niche or niche or group of people to serve, am I moving toward that or am I moving away from that? I'm definitely moving toward it. I feel like I'm trending upward, spiraling upward and making progress from where I am confused and confusing to clear and concise and where I really want to be. Vague and broad and non-specific to very specific, very deliberate in my everything, my communication, my services, my products, is everything. So I'm definitely making progress. I'm trending upward, not spiraling downward like I have in the past because we all tend to go one way or the other based on what else is going on in our experience, what else is going on in our life. But progress, the P in SOAP, is all about making sure that we put things in place to keep us moving automatically toward the things that we want. So usually, and I'll talk about this later, once a year or maybe more often, I set intentions and goals and objectives and big visions for each of these areas of my life. And then throughout the year, I'm, I'm ebbing and flowing based on what is most important to move toward those end goals, to move toward those continually improving areas and aspects of my life that I want, that I desire. A lot of years I didn't necessarily do that intentionally and so some years of my life actually when you're young it seems like when I was younger it was just going through the motions and going through time and whatever happened whatever experiences I had I would learn and grow from or maybe not and then I'd repeat them but it seemed like at some point I knew that I needed to deliberately plan and create and think about things that I wanted if I ever wanted to have them happen, if I ever wanted them to materialize in my life. So how do we make progress? How do we know if we're moving toward or away from something? And then what do we do when we notice that, hey, if I do this every day, or if I do this once a week or on some continuous basis, I know that I'm automatically getting a result that's automatically moving me toward what I want. So say, and this is just an example, I decide that I am going to verify and revisit my decision and my choice of people that I serve once every quarter, once every 90 days, once every three or four months, I'm going to look at and say, am I continuing to serve these people to the best possible? Are they the, the perfect group I love serving? Because guess what? Sometimes we find ourselves 
that we've picked a group of people. And I think this is part of my resistance to doing that is I've created businesses in the past where I was doing really, really well on paper and financially and um, everybody would consider it success. But I was serving people that just sucked the living daylights life out of me. And it was, it was torture to actually go to work every day and serve the people that I was serving. Now, I had created the mess myself because I had attracted those people into my business and was providing products and services that did a great job for them. But they weren't my perfect dream customers, my ideal customers. They weren't the people that it, it, it felt great to get up in the morning and serve. They were just the, the customers that we had attracted based on the particular business and business model that we were using. And so I think that's why online when they say, oh, you can serve whoever you want. I've been resistant to pick that audience in case I make a mistake, right? None of us want to make mistakes. But guess what? We make mistakes all the time. So we might as well just get on with it, make the mistake, and then tweak and adjust as as quickly as we possibly can. I was talking about comedy and comedians in the Supersize Your Business piece. I do a Supersize Your Business for my business coaching students every day about a different idiom. What does it mean? Where does it come from? And how might they use it in their life? And today was about top banana. And top bananas mean the head honcho in a comedy show, the best, the biggest, the headliner comedian. And it reminded me of how comedians progress and continually improve their trade and perfect the product and the service that they deliver to the customer, which is their act, their comedy show, right? Their, their jokes, their stories. And they do that over time. The first time a comedian, any comedian, I don't think there's a single comedian that would ever say that the first time they stood up to do a comedy show or to entertain someone, that every single thing they said, everything that came out of their mouth was pure gold. When you see a comedian, they've usually put in years, if not decades, in perfecting their performance before you ever see them in a place like in a movie or in uh, in a comedy club where they're headlining or doing a show or even if they're the opening act. They practice every single night or every time there's a show. Plus at home, over and over and over again, the timing, the delivery, their story to perfect it. And then they deliver it, they gauge the audience's response, and then they tweak and test and, and and practice it again until they get it perfect. And then once it's perfect and it gets the response and the reaction they want, they add it to their show, their act, at, on a permanent basis. So you almost always see the best comedians with notebooks or paper, probably on their, their phones these days, but back in the 80s it was notebooks and paper. And they would be always jotting notes down, jotting things down and practicing and improving their craft. At least the, the super successful ones, the comedians that went on to be very famous and, and create um, things that all of us have seen, movies and, and, and HBO and TV specials and things that all of us have now seen and they become household names, were the ones that actually did that. They did, they, they practiced and tweaked and improved their performance, which is the product and service they were delivering to the, the people that they serve. Their entertainment, their act, their stories, their jokes were, are their product and, and their service to people. So uh, that was interesting. It was an interesting one for, uh, for me to remember. It was an interesting one for idioms because you know almost everybody's heard the top banana story. And, and have, maybe if you haven't said it, you've thought and you've been in a situation where you're like, well, geez, that person's obviously the top banana around here. And that can apply to a lot more than just comedy and entertainment and, 
and shows in the theater. So progress, how do you know you're making progress? I like to do something called the lifeline exercise and I do this, and so I'm gonna show you my very messy one, my very messy lifeline exercise. And all you do is, I like to start with the year I'm born because then I can see how much progress I've made throughout my life because guess what? We're born with nothing, right? We're born pretty much open slates, clean, clean chalkboard, open books, empty books, right? And our life and our experiences are about writing our own story. So I start with the year I was born, 1960, and then I put at the end, on one end, 1960, and at the end I put 2020. Now I know I'm not gonna die 2020, I put a big arrow, so I make sure that I indicate that my life is gonna continue, but that's, that's the timeline that I work on. And so for each area and aspect of my life from our seven areas, I do a different color because I like colors and I just map out based on the different milestones that I've had in my life, um, how it's impacted each of these different areas of my life. And what's really interesting is that sometimes we go through an experience and we think it's the absolute positive, most devastating thing that's ever happened to us and there's no way we're gonna survive it. We're, we're not gonna live through it. I think of things like the loss of our parent or the loss of a child, the loss of a dear close friend. Uh, so death is always a biggie, right? Those end up on, on my lifeline. They might not end up on yours. Uh, I've had a lot of health and physical challenges in my lifetime, uh, up to and including a sudden cardiac arrest. Guess what? That is on my timeline. Being dead is on my timeline because that was a significant, challenging change and a, a point of change in my life. And you know, at the time, it felt like the end of the world and it was scary and emotional and traumatic. And, you know, luckily I woke up to have all those emotions uh, out of the coma and out of being frozen and all those interesting things. But you would think that that would have been like the worst thing that ever happened to me. And it turns out that that is probably one of the best things that ever happened to me because it allowed me a chance to shift all my priorities and really, really live who I am and based on what's important to me, not what's important to the other people in my life were definitely, I was definitely letting them impact that back then. So lifeline exercise, if you've never done it, it's really fun. It doesn't have to be hard. You make the exercise your own. So you can make it as, as sparse or, or as detailed or as complicated as you want. Uh, I keep mine really, really simple and I just think it's easier that way, but I am on a massive, simplification of my life process over the last year or so with moving and changing and downsizing on purpose to just let go of a lot of the clutter and things that I'd let complicate my life. Uh, I am seeking to make things simple because guess what? Our lives and, and having a happy, successful life is really simple. It's not easy, but how to do it is really, really simple. And how I like to make progress and, and is I like to lock in the things that are working for me. So when I, when I, and I'm testing my, my ideal niche right now, I'm testing it on my social media and on putting out some, some questionnaires and some surveys. And as I tweak that and make that perfect for me to call in and work with my dream clients, the people, only the people from now on that I really, really, really want to work with, uh, I'll tweak and test that. And then to automate that, to make sure it continues to go in that direction, I will build in a time frame where I revisit that and I ask myself questions about um, how it's going and ensure that I am 
continuing to improve and serve the people that I'm here to serve to the best of my ability because that's all about the relationship. It's really all about building relationships with those people and who do I want to be in relationships with from a business standpoint, not who just happens to wander into my purview or my, my you know, what I offer. And they're like, oh, that sounds good. And it turns out that they're a nightmare client. Have you ever had a nightmare client? Oh my God, sometimes they're terrible. Have you ever had a nightmare business partner? Ah! I, I could tell you stories, wouldn't on video, but boy, if anybody wants to know, I, we could compare business partner horror stories. <laughs> All right, progress. Our action item today, I want to say do the lifeline, but only do that if you want to. Otherwise, just go ahead and put in the comments below one thing that you think, now we've only been doing it for four days, right? So you probably haven't tweaked in and you don't know exactly what you want to lock in, but just intuitively, what is one thing from the area of your life that you're working on that you think you would want to make and do continuously or add some frequency in your experience or in your habits or in what I love about automation and about um, processes and systems, and I love processes and systems, is because I can automate them. I can either create a mechanism or a system or a, a sophomore program or something that does things automatically, or I can outsource it. I can teach somebody else to do it. I can delegate it to someone else. So I love creating systems and then offloading them as quickly as I possibly can. And so is there anything like that in the area that you're working on that you could think about making a habit or think about automating? Uh, physical ones are really easy, right? Physical ones are things that we just need to make a habit out of. So if I was working on physical and I had a hard time getting up in the morning, but I really needed to be on time, I wanted to be on time, I would start doing things that help me get up in the morning, like move my alarm clock in another room or my phone in another room or across the way. How do I know? Because I had to do that. I had to do that to myself when I was in college because it was a whole different framework. When I was growing up, there were four girls in our family. When it was time to get up, and I was always a morning person, I believed in getting up an hour before everybody else so I could have my own bathroom, right? Uh, and over time, we, we have to figure out what works for us and then make it part of our must-do. I must get up when my alarm clock goes off the first time. I am now, my alarm clock goes off. It's like the house is on fire. I am out of bed. Why? Because one of the hardest things for me to do personally is physically get out of bed in the morning. And I knew that I had to learn to do that. And it didn't happen overnight. It took me a while. It took me more than 21 days. Guess what? That 21 day thing is made up. But when it clicked for me, it just became automatic. Now, no matter what, no matter how tired, no matter how rotten I feel, when my alarm clock goes off, I am out of bed as if the bed is on fire. I don't know, maybe I did a visualization and pretended the bed was on fire or something, but whatever I did absolutely positively worked because when that alarm rings, I, I get up. And I make that a must for me. And then I, I learned and I added little things to reinforce that that made it even better. So for example, I get up, I get out of bed immediately. I actually plug in my hot rollers and then I brush my teeth. I have to, there's something about brushing my teeth that just totally wakes me up. All right. So progress, share something that you're doing to make progress in the comments below, and then we will be back tomorrow. And I'll surprise you, I'm not quite sure what we're gonna do tomorrow. I'm not, I, I might do, I don't know yet. I'm gonna think about it today and see how my progress is going on this, and then I will let you know 
what the next step in our get up and go process is. We're definitely going to keep getting up and going because the biggest mistake we make as humans is we're faced with a change or a challenge and we freeze. We freeze and it's okay to freeze. However we respond is how we respond. However we react, we, we need to react. The problem is when we, we stay there, we stay stuck and we just can't get out of it. When we hang on to things from the past, that's an example of that. When we can't let go, when we can't forgive, when we just stay stuck, it doesn't hurt anybody else, but it totally hurts us. It hurts you, it hurts me. It hurts me when I procrastinate. It hurts me when I'm stuck. It hurts me when I'm reliving something from the past. And so I wanna make sure that I equip you with the tools to get out of that as quickly as you possibly can, as quickly as is right for you. You know, it's like the grieving process. Everybody goes through it differently. We all experience everything differently, but there are things that you can do to help you along with that process so that you're not stuck for decades or for the rest of your life. All right, have an absolutely fantastic, amazing day. Any questions, hit me up in the comments below. Otherwise, I will see you tomorrow, be with you tomorrow, you'll hear me tomorrow, however you happen to be getting access to this free challenge. Make sure that you join us. I will give you a hint. If you just found this challenge, go and sign up for the free private group because in the units tab, I think it's unit four, all of these are listed in order. And I will admit right now, I'm a day or two behind, but I'll fix that this morning, probably before you even see this. Uh, so all the units are there. So you could always go back and start and just from the beginning, listen to these and understand what we're talking about and how you are guaranteed to be better off after this change, after this challenge, because you're going to install the soap process or install your own process that makes sure and guarantees that every time you're faced with a change or a challenge, you you go through this process automatically and, and that guarantees that you'll have better results. Otherwise, there are also at least three other challenges in there that you could go back and listen to. I think one's a shorter one and then there's two, a 30-day and a 40-day challenge and, and everyone's been different because I, I think of new material, I think of things. I'm, I'm a comedian practicing my act, practicing delivering better and better uh, information to you about the framework, the framework that I've used for decades now to ensure that I get great results whenever I'm faced with bizarre challenges. COVID-19, if you wanna talk about that, maybe we'll do a, a whole bit on COVID-19 and the reactions to that and how this helped me. To me, COVID, I haven't missed a beat during COVID um, and we could talk about that in detail if anybody's interested. All right, have an awesome day and I will of course be with you tomorrow. Bye, use your soap.